Hello and welcome back to another episode of Modern Survivability. Think fast, think accurate. In this episode, we're going to cover the art of situational awareness and threat assessments. Stay tuned. What is situational awareness? Situational awareness is being aware of everything going on in your surroundings at all times. If you live or work in a busy area, this may seem like a daunting task, but it can be rather simple to accomplish. Over the years, most people have slowly morphed into the electronic world of cell phones and all the distractions that come with them. I mean, let's be honest. Most of us follow Neho down that rabbit hole several times a day at a minimum. While you are cruising along your favorite platform, do a little search for people getting distracted and falling off a cliff. Or getting hit by a car, not watching where they were going. And just so you know, Kiki doesn't love you. Look at the number of fatalities every year from texting and driving. It continues to go up every year. This is just a small example of how quickly anyone can be distracted. Being aware of your surroundings is imperative for many reasons. In the far past, it was just purely for survival. Nowadays, except for the most austere environments, situational awareness has taken a backseat to the thousands of distractors present in our everyday life. Let's start with some simple things. How many people know where the cops like to set up speed traps on their morning commute? Me personally, I know every place on the local routes where the police like to sit. And for me, it's because the highway is designed a certain way and it prohibits them from sitting in all but about maybe four places in a seven mile stretch. I'm starting off with driving examples because it is something that almost everybody does and it also could have the highest risk for injury or death on a daily basis. How many people know what bad areas of town that they have to drive through and what could happen to them if they break down there? In some areas of the country, if you break down, you could be a serious risk on criminals. There are some areas of this the war-torn Middle East that are actually safer than some places in America. When we walk across a dark, empty parking lot at nighttime, we tend to be a little bit more alert than we are in the daytime. However, in today's world, we're seeing a rise in random crimes committed in broad daylight and in crowded areas. We need to always be aware of our surroundings, period. If we went into the forest for a hike and we passed a big sign that says, Beware of the bear, you're going to be looking behind every bush that moves just to make sure one doesn't jump out and get you. Now, I'm not saying to panic or raise that anxiety at level up to the next level, uh, but you really do need to pay attention. It could save your life or the life of someone else. Humans by nature are creatures of habit. We get set in our routines and sometimes we zone out in our own monotonous schedule. There are things going on around us at all times. Some of them can, can and do pose threats. It is your responsibility to keep your head on a swivel to be aware of what's going on around you and which one of them you can deem as a threat. These can be simply somebody running a red light right about the time you get that green light and you start proceeding into the intersection. Here comes someone from the right. Smash. Right To the person sitting at the gas station waiting to steal somebody's car because they get out for just that quick minute to go run inside and they leave it running with the keys in it. Let's talk through some of these events. There are tons of vehicles stolen each year from people leaving them running and going into the store for just a quick minute to grab a pack of smokes or a bottle of water or something small. Most of the time it's at gas stations or other establishments that people utilize very quickly. It might be a little retail store, it might be a gas station or something like that. Some of the times the person has a child in the car, so now you're putting them into a possible kidnapping scenario. 
Criminals do not care about anything other than making a quick score, period. That's why they call them criminals. I've seen videos where a car can be stolen in a few seconds. They're getting really, really, really fast and really good at stealing cars quickly. Other negative things come from something like this. Is the criminal, now that they stole your car, well, they have your registration, they might have your license, they might have your insurance, and guess what that has on it? Your home address. So now they know where you live. Now, some people are stealing cars just to get that information so they can go hit your house in the middle of the daytime while you're at work and steal everything you have there. So keep that in mind the next time you have to get out for that pack of smokes for just a few seconds and you leave your car running. It only takes a few seconds to get in and drive off. This happens dozens of times every single day. A little situational awareness and some preparedness would solve many of these problems. One, always be aware who is around you before you exit your vehicle. While in your vehicle, keep your doors locked. Keep your wallet and your phone on your person and not laying in your center console. When you exit your vehicle, lock it behind you. It's too, too easy. Try to stay away from shady areas if possible. Sometimes you may have to go in some of those areas, but try to stay away if you can. And never, ever leave a child alone in a vehicle. For one, it's illegal anyway for other safety reasons. Um, but just just think about that. All right, Those are a few tips that might help you out. Speaking of gas stations and situational awareness, let's talk about these card scanners that have been popping up across America. All right. In recent times across the country, there's been a huge increase in these devices that look like actual card readers. Most of the time, they put them on gas pumps. However, they have been found on some ATMs. All right. They can scan your card number and the info straight from your card. It also collects your PIN number when you put it in. It collects all that data, right? That way they can use that to do a little bit of identity theft later on down the road. You think you're paying for gas, but that little device is stealing all the info off your card to include your PIN number in some cases, and then they're using that for that identity theft later on down the road. Uh, if the reader on the machine looks a little weird, some of them are, they stand out pretty well. Some of them don't. All right, make sure you check with the store to make sure it's a legit reader. The fake one literally slips over the existing one with some two-sided tape or a magnet. All right, like I said, sometimes they're difficult to spot, but the criminal's counting on you not to be paying attention because most people, when they go up to the ATM, they're not necessarily looking at the card reader itself. They're looking at the screen. They're in a hurry because it's the ATM. You're trying to get that money real quick and get on to whatever you're trying to do. Now, let's talk about some more urban issues where situational awareness is paramount. Street crime has exploded in the recent years thanks to a couple of things. A bunch of places around the country have soft on crime DAs or district attorneys. They have passed really, really relaxed legislation designed to let criminals get away with more, all in the name of social justice, blah, blah, blah. Hey, this, this isn't about politics. This is about the crime happening. Okay. So just keep that in mind. As a result of these people not doing their job and the degradation, degradation, can't talk today, um, of values and morales in society, we really have to be vigilant at all times. Having to live in or travel to these urban areas has now become somewhat dangerous, depending on where you live. When going through these areas, try to plan ahead and have a direct route uh, to and from your destination when it's possible, you know, for safety. Uh, let someone know where you're going and when you plan to return, just like when you travel to the wilderness. It's sad that it has come to this just to go into the city, but it has. Uh, if you can't, don't travel alone. 
try to travel to larger and busy areas because they tend to have less crimes during daylight hours. Not always, but more than likely not. Make sure you try and dress like the gray man concept of blending in that we talked about earlier. Uh, basically try to look like everyone else in the area that you're headed to. If you stand out, you're probably going to get approached. Make sure you have your everyday carry loadout appropriately positioned on your person in case the need arises. So that pocket knife, that flashlight, that pen and paper, the wallet, the watch, the whole nine yards when it comes to the EDC. We did an earlier podcast about it. You can go check that out and it'll give you some pointers about that. But when it comes to the great man concept, we want to look like everyone else in that area that we're going to. No flashy jewelry. Um, don't be carrying anything that, that looks inviting to a criminal. I stated in the earlier podcast about everyday carries and the one about get home bags that firearms and weapons, uh, that, that topic would pop back up. So here it is. Having the ability to protect yourself from harm is a major deal. Everyone, and I mean everyone, has an inherent right to self-defense, period. Anyone who thinks otherwise is ignorant, period. There are many ways to protect yourself, from using some sort of martial arts training to some sort of weapon. But when it comes to the weapons part, be sure you are following all the applicable laws in your area. If you live in a communist state like California, New York, or Illinois, I feel sorry that they've already stripped your, illegally stripped your rights from you. But I digress. Using weapons for anything requires one key crucial element, and that is training. It doesn't matter if you have a 22 or a Desert Eagle, an AR or a shotgun. Training is the most important factor of weapons ownership, period. If you have never been trained on the proper use of firearms, seek a qualified instructor to help get you started. And then train. Train and train some more to improve your response times and your accuracy. This instructor should be able to help you decide on the appropriate firearm for you. Normally, I would say for you and your needs. However, in this episode, we're talking about the self-defense aspect, so we're already touching that. Normally, this part of training, normally, this training, I should say, uh, is part of a licensing program for concealed carry permit in most states. Um, There are some that do not require the instruction, nor gun safety classes states that is. It is always a great idea, however, to get these classes if you're not familiar with firearms. Although the Second Amendment is absolute, there are some states that like to trample on your rights and make it difficult to carry for protection. That being said, if you're going to carry, make sure you're within the law of your area. Okay. This also goes for other self-defense weapons. Certain kinds of knives uh, are restricted in certain states, and other states won't even allow you to own a stun gun. It's illegal there. So just a little research beforehand, and remember that whatever you carry, no matter what it is, make sure you are trained on it thoroughly. We touched on martial arts a while ago as a means of self-defense. So um, they're a great way to defend yourself. There's so many different types and so many different applications and styles. I myself trained in Shitaru Karate for a long time, and it's worked for me. Doesn't mean it will work for everyone or that it'll work in exactly every circumstance, but it does work. If you choose to learn a martial art, do your research and choose something that will work for you. Most martial arts teach more than just self-defense. Most teach self-discipline, respect, mental toughness, and of course, great situational awareness. The more you practice the art of situational awareness, the better you become at making threat assessments. This basically prioritizes the threats from greatest to least dangerous. An example would be, let's say you're going to install a home security system. 
Unfortunately, it came with 10 window sensors in the package, but you have 15 windows. Which windows are the most likely to be used during the home invasion? And in which order could they cause the fastest interest? Those are threat assessments, right? Another way to conduct a home security threat assessment is to have uh, one of your friends come over and ask them, how would you get in my house if you were a criminal? And see what their most likely route is. And then that way you can come up with a bigger picture because you've had a second set of eyes look at it. These assessments can be made from lots and lots of different criteria and different data points. We put them all together uh, to form a large-scale product. Then we use this to make better decisions about the protection in which we need. Now, most of all this knowledge and skill can be used in the wilderness also. Having good situ situational awareness can help you spot a dangerous animal at a distance so you can go around it. Or can help you find that final sequence at the top of a three-pitch rock climb so you can finally send it. Rock climbers out there, you know what I'm talking about. If you have children, you can and should use some of these skills to start them young. Use games, right? Children love games. Games like I Spy are a perfect example. Have them look for things and describe them to you while you're out on a hike or while they peer from the back seat during a car trip. They really, really love it. Plus, it helps them learn about the dangers um, that are out there and things that they should avoid. I tried to hit on most of the big things today for situational awareness and threat assessments. Uh, in a later podcast, we might go a little bit deeper into the situational awareness as it is applicable to some of our other subjects. So keep that in mind when you're listening to further podcasts. Thanks for listening. Check out all the other episodes on Spotify and also check out the question of the cast, which will be posted down below and give me a little bit of feedback because I love to hear feedback. Speed is fast, but accuracy is final. Remember, you are the last line of defense.